What's up? And shout out to every single one of you reformers out there today. You might be wondering whose voice is this? And that's okay because today we have a Reformers Collective podcast takeover. My name is Jamie Lynn Walnow, and we get to hear from the one and only Ultimate Queen Reformer, Becky Hennessy. Welcome to our podcast today, Becky. How you doing? I'm excited to be here with you. Thanks for coming this morning and hanging out with me. And let's talk about reformer stuff. Come on. This is this is where I love our conversations behind the scenes. It's like we literally people are getting to grab coffee with us right now. And so let's dive in and talk about this. We just had this epic Reformers Co Collective Reformers Collective conference. It was amazing. I actually have chills right now. Yeah. Just was, even thinking about it. Was it was so far beyond anything I could have even imagined or dreamed right? of. Yes. It was so real. It was like one of those conferences, because I used to direct conferences where I think, what if somebody did this and you did it? And it was so amazing because every single person that you had come to the table to train and equip us or to share what God's doing on the earth and what solutions we could all partner with are actually doing it. And that's what I love about you. You've been doing this stuff since you were a little girl. Yeah. And so now God is just like breathing on this and the momentum's going so fast. And so I, I just want to thank you, first of all. But second, let's talk about the conference. Will you recap for us? How was the conference? What was it like? And what do you want people who didn't attend it to know about it? Well, first of all, um, just a shout out to all the people who came to speak from all over the United States. Um, it was amazing. The speakers we had, just high caliber people and uh, just different moments when the Holy Spirit just, wow, entered the room and just sat down among us. You know, I think about when Drew Neal came and was talking about wisdom. And I mean, we're just standing up there on the platform when he was finished and the Holy Spirit was right there. And yeah. And um, just how God just downloaded wisdom. And I'm just so grateful for the people who came. And, you know, uh, we had so many great speakers talking about a lot of different things. And for those who are listening very soon, if not already, we will be putting out all the sessions on the main stage and in the breakout sessions. So much was happening. But like we would have a, a prison reform panel up on stage, you know, and then they would break out into the small group and. And, um, you know, we're weeping of the injustice, but also people who are actually doing the yes. thing, lawyers who are making a difference. And, you know, um, I just see all my life because I've been part of home missions. That's what we called it mm -hmm. because we didn't know what reformers was or that we were actually literally trying to transform a, a, a segment of society or a piece of society. But all we knew to do was to go in as a missionary and start a teen challenge, you know, a, a Christian drug rehab program or a one, you know, a 21 with rescuing sex trafficking and how they're reforming it by changing laws and getting guys in prison who are doing the bad stuff. And, and so for us, we think of them as ministries and the church has been right there in the forefront. And if you go into da downtown Dallas or South Dallas, where there's so much dysfunction and, and sin and problems, homelessness, prostitution, you know, liquor stores, no groceries, no food. Um, you know, there's a lot of little churches there that have tried to stay there and, and ministries about transitional housing. And so there has always been a group of people who have walked into a city and said, this is not right. Let's fix it. Yeah. You know, and we called it ministries or home missions. And now we're kind of the same thing, but trying to what I think the big shift and change is that people are trying to work together now. 
Whereas when I had Hope, Hope Mansion, a, a home for uh, unwed mothers who chose to keep their babies, we were trying to do it all by ourselves. And yes, we knew other people who were doing some of the similar things, but working with um, everyone who from the beginning to the end, from homelessness uh, to sex trafficking, to prostitution, to, um, you know, education system, all of the things that were broken down, the foster care system, mm-hmm. all of the things are so interconnected. And if we could work together, you know, I think that we're going to start seeing, and that's what I saw by uh, all these different panels, you know, whether it was the government that you led or the prison reform or businesses, um, just how people are wanting to work together to actually see something bigger than themselves. Yeah. And I think something rare that we're seeing because, you know, I, I love media, so I never want to curse it. I'm, I'm called to it. I want to bless it. However, there are issues that we see where it's the political spirit has woven itself, not just within media, but church. And one thing that I noticed about this conference is there was no political line here or there. It were it was people with different beliefs who came together around a common purpose, like we want to bring prison reform. We want to help people, um, lower income families, buy homes and, and steward land well. And we want to equip them to know how to continue to do this on their own and not be dependent on. It's like people have fallen in love with the solutions. And this is a kingdom, like your whole conference. I was just so blown away. And so for everyone listening, I do want to encourage you, you have to get the sessions if you are not there. This is unlike anything else that we've seen. And these are people that maybe you've never heard of and people where they've put their hands to things you've definitely heard of. You may just not know their name and it's phenomenal and it inspires us to be part of the solution. So let me ask you this before we move on, because I know there's so many questions that I have for you that other people want to know because we all want to partner with God. Right. We do. Um, we all want to change the world, right? We do. I think deep down, it's the innate part of who we are. When you become a son or daughter, when you say, okay, no, I'm giving my life to you, God, that's, you can't escape it. You're called to in some form or fashion. So for you, where's reformers co going? Like, I know we have these incredible prayer meetings Mm -hmm. once a month, Mm -hmm. which are my goodness, the presence of God fell in the last prayer meeting over Dallas and people were on the floor and we were all coming together. None of us really knew one another, but it felt like we'd known each other forever because we were praying together. So, so can you share a little bit about what does it look like moving forward for Reformers Co.? Well, the prayer is a big key. I was kind of, I met with um, Pastor Melissa and Elizabeth who have kind of, and Joseph who are kind of helping us with that. And something just stirred up in me without prayer, without seeking God, without his wisdom, we just become another social justice kind of thing where we're trying to make changes without God. I heard uh, Ryan Lestrange, and he said that the danger is that we um, will partner with the problem. We will partner with the crises rather than partner with the wisdom and the will of God. And that just so convicted me. I mean, like I had to stop it and listen to that because I see the problems and I'm so moved by the problems. And yet we have to partner with the wisdom of God, the will of God. And we know that his will is to bring the kingdom of God into the earth. And so if we start with that premise and work backwards, that's so much more effective than starting with the problem and then trying to go from there, you know. And so um, I don't have it all in my mind yet to be able to talk about it too much. But I just know that that was like an aha moment for me just this morning. So what we did, we're going to keep praying and we're going to keep seeking the Lord and we're going to keep, you know, praying over whatever city you might be involved in because I'm kind of torn right now because I live in Cedar Hill, 
DeSoto, Duncanville, Lancaster area, the best Southwest is what we call it. <laughs> and so I care about those cities. And then I'm also partnering with Farrell and Alonzo and different ones who are in South Dallas because they're really doing the stuff there. And I want to come alongside them. And, and so, um, for me, I have relationships with our mayor. So what I did after the conference, um, and, and Mayor Rachel was there and Mayor uh, Steve Mason was there and different ones. Um, you led that, you led that um, government piece of it. But um, I met, we met, I g- gathered some people, some builders, uh, some uh, different ones in our, in our uh, church community, in the city community, um, in the school community. And I met with uh, Mayor Rachel Proctor from DeSoto uh, came, give a shout out to Mayor Rachel Proctor. Because, I love her. She's so cool. Oh my God. She's beautiful. <laughs> she's stunning. Uh, but she's passionate. She's wise and she cares about her city and she loves God. She's a member of Potter's House Church and she is so full of Holy Spirit and and I want to help her succeed. You know, she came in, uh, the mayor before her had passed away and so it was kind of like a um, unexpected thing. So she just has been in there since February. So uh, Mayor Rachel came. And then um, Mayor Barry Gordon from Duncanville came along with uh, a, a guy for uh, business that they just hired. I've, I can't remember um, his title, but I know that they just hired him because what the problem was that they talked about of Duncanville was all of these empty strip malls. If you go into Duncanville, uh, they don't have a housing problem because they ha- they're landlocked. They have no more land to develop and they literally have 98% of their homes and apartments filled. So they, it's not housing is not an issue with them, but the empty strip malls, if you drive anywhere in Duncanville, you'll see big grocery stores that have closed down or all these little strip malls that are empty and they're having a hard time getting businesses to come in um, because of the median income. Wow. Does that make sense? So the median income of Duncanville is below 60,000 a year. And so businesses won't come in. And so their issue is how do they fill up once again, the business um, sector? How do they get taxes, you know, from businesses? And so that's their issue. That's their problem, not problem, but the thing that they are dealing with or the, the, the concern that they see and that they are carrying. Um, and also uh, leadership for young men and women because they're visiting house to house every student that has not come back after COVID. And these young men and women are now just working for, you know, minimum wage, you know, got jobs and now they don't want to go back to school. So how can we get young men and women in, from Duncanville Junior High and High School to actually graduate and then go on to college or to a career that they can, you know, make a good living with. So that's also something that they asked us. So I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. Small businesses, um, leadership training, like we can help with that. Yeah. Because like Mary, um, Mayor Gordon said that he had a woman come to to him, a young woman, a young single woman who wanted to start a business and she didn't know how to do a business plan or anything like that. And he was like, do you have business people who could help her come up with a business plan? And and I'm like, wow, we could do that. There are successful businessmen and women, small business, you know, owners here that could help with that. So that's something we could do. So let's gather them together now and come up with a plan with how we can have some classes or go into the community and begin to do some training to become successful business owners. Yeah. And then the other thing is yet we could also come up with a plan to do leadership training 
there in Duncanville, you know, and give incentive to junior high kids and high school kids, you know, to actually graduate? What could we do to help them to finish their schooling and stay in school and things like that? So that was kind of a cool thing, you know, that we see these some, you know, some things are seem so big. But what I learned from that meeting was if you just break it down into little pieces of it, let's do what we can do. Yeah, let's do what you know, the Lord shows us to do here that we actually have the ability to do. Um, Anybody who is had a business can help somebody come up with a business plan, you know, and follow through with them and just take one, any successful business person can take one person and walk them through what they need to do, you know? And the other thing was a mayor, Rachel Proctor is um, in DeSoto, the schools, we've had quite a shift in uh, school superintendents, uh, keeping teachers there, um, even having substitute teachers in the classrooms. Um, It's, it's, it's a situation right now. And so um, we've just been praying to the Lord for, for solutions for that. Um, something that came to my mind was maybe we could do a mass training for substitute teachers. If anybody um, who's willing or able can give one day a week or one day a month to substitute in the DeSoto schools, you know, that's just kind of like a little s- solution until the big solution comes, you know, but to pray over that. So I've begun to do what I did years ago, and that's just to pray or run around the schools again. That was kind of one of those things that God just began to give downloads. But, um, you will know, you, will you share more about that? Because I think this is so cool. I used to do this around the elementary school in my parents' neighborhood before I got married. Yeah, I I didn't realize it until I heard Ryan Lestrange's thing today. But what I was doing was I saw the problems, and the problems is what touched my heart. And a a compassionate person or a a very passionate person like I am, you know, you want to just go and fix it, but you don't know how. And so um, that's when you're so desperate for something that you actually turn to God. And so I just began to prayer run around the schools, you know, um, all the schools in DeSoto and Cedar Hill in Duncanville. Um, and I just marked them on my map and I would just go from one school to the other and pray, pray around them. And, um, and I didn't know what I was actually praying for, just God's wisdom, God's solutions, you know, the love of God, the, you know, the favor of the Lord would just break into bring godly men and women into leadership, into the school superintendent's office and, um, give them the wisdom of God. Because if we try to do things the way things have always been done, we will not see, um, what needs to happen to turn around our education system, not just in our schools, but in, in America, you know, but, um, so if we good. can get God's wisdom, he has answers. Yeah. He has solutions. Yeah. He has a way of, of reigning, ruling his kingdom, kingdom of God in the earth, you know, your kingdom come, your will be done in the earth, even as it is in heaven. And so he's got solutions to every problem. Yeah. That's what I, that's kind of the whole basis of Reformers Co is that we are finding God solutions to earth's problems. Yeah. And so, you know, praying prayer running over that and and I just came across uh, was reminded of a scripture this morning as I, as I was praying over this one of these scriptures that I would pray over as I was running around and it says in uh 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17 therefore if anyone is in Christ he is a new creation the old has passed away and so see the new has come and so we can ask God for new he he expects new to come out of his will out of his heart and we always thought of that just as our own personal life like old things in our life has passed away but I feel like it's talking about the kingdom of God in the earth. Also, it says in verse 18, everything is from God, everything. 
everything is from God, who has reconciled us to himself through Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. Oh, okay. So Christ has already done his job. He came to earth. He died on the cross. He rose from the dead. He reconciled us back to God. He reconciled the earth back to God. So now what has he done? He's given us the ministry of um, reconciliation. Now we get to enforce the kingdom of God in the earth. We get to bring the kingdom of God into the earth. We get to establish the kingdom of God in the earth through our choices, our decisions. You know, we partner with God, with his promises, with his word, with his wisdom, and we declare his his plan, his purpose. And then 19, it says that is, this is second Corinthians chapter five, verse 19. That is in Christ, God was reconciling the world. Wow. You guys, come on. God <laughs> in Christ. So on the cross for God, so loved the world. God so loved the earth. God so loved the land. God so loved DeSoto. God so loved the families of DeSoto. God so loved the young men and women of DeSoto in broken families, in, you know, aged out foster care kids, um, you know, just your son, your daughter. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, you know. And so now it says here um, in Christ God was reconciling the world to himself. And now listen to this, Jamie, not counting their trespasses against them, not reminding them of their failures, not reminding and bringing up how we have fallen short, you know, but not reminding, not counting their trespasses against him. And he has committed the message of reconciliation to us. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ since God is making his appeal through us. We plead on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. And I just remember as I was running the neighborhoods and running around the schools and I would run around the nursing homes and praying over the elderly because my mom spent, you know, so many years in the nursing home before she passed away of Alzheimer's. So, you know, I see the death angel over those nursing homes, yeah. you know? And so as I would run around the nursing homes, you know, just be reconciled to God, elderly, you know, people, um, grandmas, grandpas, moms and dads, be reconciled to God, nursing home, people who are running the nursing homes, be reconciled to God. You know, let's find a way to bring dignity to, to the elderly. Let's honor the elderly. Let's honor our mothers yeah. and fathers. Be reconciled to God. I would run past houses or apartment buildings in my, in my heart and my spirit, man. I knew that in those apartment buildings, there was broken families. There was abuse. There mm -hmm. was, you know, um, re, uh, just moms and dads who have walked away and these kids are you trying to figure it out, you know, or, or broken, broken things. And I would just, just shout out as I was running around those apartment buildings, be reconciled yeah. to God, you know? And then of course, even to my own children, you know, and, you know, be reconciled to God or the other way to say is come back to God, come back to God's ways, come back to God's promises, come back to God's answers, come back to God. And so that's what I'm praying right now for our mayors and for our business people and for people who believe that they are reformers, you know, give a message of reconciling situations and broken systems back to God. Yeah. And so we pray over the government 
and those who are, you know, ruling and reigning, be reconciled to God, come back to God, come back to his ways. You know, as we pray over our school superintendents and the teachers, and, you know, we have so many faith-filled men and women who are, um, serving in our schools as teachers, as principals, as school board members, you know, come back to God's ways, come back to God's principles. He's got an answer for the slow learners. He's got an answer for the rebellious student. He's got an answer for the kids who don't have, you know, food at home or, you know, who are being abused. God has an answer for you. Be reconciled to God. And, and so this past week, last Friday, I was able to be at South Oak Cliff. I hadn't been back in South Oak Cliff since they've gotten their new building. And God's done an amazing thing um, through a group of people who fought for South Oak Cliff, that they would have this new building and, and um, they fought hard. We wrote letters, people went to the city council and, you know, they ended up saying, okay, we'll give you $18 million for South Oak Cliff. Well, $18 million would hardly barely even cause a dent in it. So they ended up, you know, coming against that, pushing for more and, uh, ended up getting $70 million for South Oak Cliff. And I walked into their wow. new buildings. It's a different atmosphere. It's a whole different, the teachers are feeling different. The principal was more joyful and more hope filled. The students were more respectful and, wow. and more proud of their, you know, of their building and the atmosphere had so shifted. And so like, I'm excited because first of all, prayer makes a difference. It does. Secondly, God has solutions and God answers, you know, and he's raising up men and women in the church, outside of the church. I'm partnering with anybody. I don't, you know, even if they aren't right now, believers in Christ Come Jesus, on. if they have a passion for our city, for our schools. I'm going to partner with Come them. On. You know, it just, if they are on the left side of the political field or the right side, I don't even ask people. I don't even care who they vote for, because if you care about the things I care about, these schools right here, let's work together and see God do, you know, things together. He, he works it all out, but be reconciled so to God. So yeah, so running, good. praying, we can't forget that, but then doing, you know, yeah. going to the school board meetings, yeah. you know, applying to become a substitute teacher, get into, get your feet inside the land because yeah. God says, wherever your footsteps, wherever your feet go, I go with you, you know? So when we get into those schools as a substitute teacher, or maybe just as a, a reader for an hour in the elementary or working in the, um, cafeteria for a lunch period so a teacher could have a break we bring the presence of god yeah and so god has solutions so be reconciled yeah. to god not just to god but to god's plans god's ways god's solutions god's yeah. wisdoms i love it right yeah so good this is something when my husband and i got married wisdom was spoken over our marriage and i took it very seriously and dove into the word and read about wisdom as though she was my friend and one of the most profound things that stood out to me was well, of course, that wisdom was with God when he created the earth, but wisdom actually provides blueprints for problems, so blueprints good. for whatever we need help for and shows us the way. And I think that's so profound because you keep saying that over and over again. And and also when I when I hear you, I'm thinking there's so many people tuning in that may not believe they're a reformer. And that can sound like, oh, that's somebody with a microphone or somebody with a platform. But I feel like one of the things I feel like we need to address the people who are at home that are frustrated or that are crying in prayer. You know, I remember my parents live in a nice neighborhood next to the apartments in Arlington where five of the biggest gangs in Arlington live. And I love Arlington. I got a lot of Arlington pride. Shout out. But I just remember weeping for all the young men and women who felt 
there was no other way for family but to be initiated into the Mm. gang that didn't want to but felt that was the only way Mm. and I remember weeping on my floor and I knew that was that is even reformation right there right Right. but then when you're praying so I'm wanting you to speak into this I guess because you're praying and you are like you're, you're praying and then a solution comes and then sometimes people just don't know what to do. But I see you, Becky, and you are constantly, you're not able to do everything, but you know the people to put into place and connect people with to get it done. And I feel like that's a gift in itself. So I know this kind of sounds like I'm all over the place because I'm just seeing all this, but can you address the person at home that may not believe they're a former? How do they know if they're a former and what does that look like? Because it sounds like it starts with prayer, but mm-hmm. what do you do from there? I think that, yes, we all are reformers to some degree. Um some people have a more of a, um, I'm an acts of service. That's my gifting. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm not a words person. I'm not a, a quality time person. I am a do acts of service kind of person, like yeah. 99.9%, you know, giving or receiving both. Okay. But mostly doing, you know, but yeah, like for my birthday, I loved all the awesome birthday presents. Yeah. Thank you for my birthday uh-huh. gift. That's awesome. Uh-huh. But you being here helping me with this podcast mm-hmm. is even means more to me than a gift. Does I that make that. sense to yeah, you? That's my, yes. Cause that's my number one so, love language. Yeah, so like, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, you know, Jim likes to buy cards. He, he's a words person. So mm-hmm. he's a cards person. And I'm like, thank you for these cute cards. Cause he'll buy two, three, four cards, you know, but I'm like, if you really love me, uh, if you really want my birthday to be special, would you get me a washer, a, a dishwasher that actually works, you know? And so, you get know, my car detail, yes, change the oil exactly, in my car, you know? <laughs> so he did that. He actually Aww. went and bought a new, uh, dishwasher from Nebraska furniture, caught, called somebody to come and install it. And they came and installed it. And to me, like, like that. that's better than, you know, thousands of dollars worth of gifts and yeah. stuff like that, you know, so yeah. that's kind of the thing. So I am an, a doer. I am an ex, uh, an action person, mm-hmm. action, like just do something kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But what I've learned is from all of the people that I've met who are actually reforming segments of society is that they just started out with something small, what they knew to do. Yeah. And, um, from there they just grew and grew and grew. Jay Dan, uh, spent time in prison because of his um, DWIs. And so he saw people come in and out of prison, even Christian men, yeah. you know, and so he wanted to stop that. And so what he did was when he came out, he found a house in a neighborhood that would let him have, you know, transitional housing. And so that was the one piece that he took on. But from that, he began to meet more people and began to get more involved in changing the laws and in, you know, Austin, Texas, and, you know, people who have different pieces of it. And now he's part of this amazing group that literally are bringing criminal justice reform, but he started with what he knew to do. And for some people, they might not even be able to buy a transitional housing, but they could actually uh, write letters or be part of a ministry that sends um, books into prison or podcasts into prison or, you know, visit the prisons back before COVID. You know, that's what I used to do. I used to just go whenever I could to go into spend some time with the prisoner. Mm -hmm. So does does that make sense to you? You know, for the schools... People might be so overwhelmed with with their school system or their city schools, but do something, just whatever, whether it's prayer, sit in the parking lots and just pray or take the next step and volunteer. I'm a Fellowship of Christian Athletes um, chaplain. I volunteered Mm -hmm. Fellowship of Christian Athletes. We'll we'll make a way for anybody to go into the junior high and high schools to be a chaplain for sports. So that's open to anybody. So do that, you know, or start a dad's 
for the students program where you come in in the mornings and you just are there to welcome them as the moms or the parents or the grandparents are dropping them off just to have a man there, you know, in I their midst that. to walk open there. That's what Cedar Hill does that. And wow. so do little, do what you can. And then God sees you faithful over little things. And then he begins to yeah. give you more influence over, or over something else. So what is it that you care about? What, what frustrates you? Yeah. What makes your blood boil? So good. What do you feel like you, we shouldn't be gossiping, but what do you get really frustrated about and you start complaining to everybody, whatever it is, like God, you know, that could be from the Lord. Yeah. You I just saw need that, to turn to him. Like the foster care system in America is so broken. Like it's just so broken. And some people have had decent experiences with the foster care. Some have had really horrific experiences with the foster care, but there's one woman in our church that she feels like she really doesn't have a whole lot to offer anybody or anything at this time. But she saw um, a story about some foster kids and they had their belongings in um, grocery bags to take from one home to the next. And so she found a group of people who were actually buying little suitcases or Nike bags so that these kids, these little boys and girls would actually have a suitcase or a cool sports bag to put their belongings in so that they had something for ownership so that they weren't solving the problems of foster care, but they were bringing some relief to that child at that moment. And then that's one little piece of it, but that opens up the hearts and the minds of um, somebody. And, And as I've been reading revival through history, I just see that, um, you know, one young person would be sitting in a church service or in a rally, and there might be hundreds of people at that rally, but one person um, receives a download from Holy Spirit that something's wrong, that's it's not right, and, and they begin a prayer meeting, and then they invite their five friends, and through those five friends, one evangelist fire brand revivalist raises up, you know, and then begins to change whole continents. And so just to be continents, no big deal. Yeah, no big deal, but (laughs) continents with the presence and power of God. So you don't know what God's going to do through you. It might not ever be anything more than that one little thing, but be faithful to that one place that God's placed you. And then when more opportunities come and look for other people, look for what people are doing and support them. Like, you know, Farrell fellows has been one on one of my podcasts and, her mother-in-law wants to start this Rahab's Refuge home for abused and neglected women because she was one, see? She was one. She was physically abused by her ex-husband, and she had to escape him. And so now here, years and years later, 30 years later, she's getting to open up a transitional house. Mm. And so I am not going to be in charge of that house. You know, I'm not going to take ownership of it like I did for Hope Mansion, Mm. but I know what that means to have someone walk alongside you to help raise monies. Mm-hmm. Bridges Safe House, Nicole yeah. Hernandez also has been on this podcast. You know, they're doing so much for uh, young mothers, single moms, you know, uh, moms who need diapers, who need, you know, that kind of thing. And, and they're doing so much. So I'm going to come alongside her and I'm going to help her succeed in any way I can. And so those those are just a few little things. You can either come alongside, help somebody who has an idea, who has a passion and make theirs more successful, Yeah, you know, or just go do your thing. And, um, you know, but God speaks to us, shows us whatever he shows you, you know, just pray for wisdom and for divine connections and, and he'll give you the strategy for that. I love that. I feel like when we're faithful with that tiny thing, God tends to breathe on it and mm-hmm. it grows like, for example, um, I have a ministry and we just donated $500 to a widow. She just became a widow and the financial thing hit her hard because her husband was the breadwinner. 
So we secretly raised money for, it was $500. To me, that's not a ton, but I'm like, God, one day it'll be 5,000. One day it'll be 50,000. One day it'll be 500,000, you know, like whatever's possible. And so I feel like in the past, I used to think I can't start small because I don't have X, Y, Z, but really you can rally people around anything mm. around that single mom in your church or that friend that you met at the grocery store and you can get her email and ask her for a mailing dress to donate, you know, have people Amazon prime things to her that she needs, whatever it is. But I think that's one thing that needs to be broken off. So many people who are tuning in, I don't know if you'd want to pray for everyone. Cause you, you, I've never seen this in you. And I don't know if you ever battled this, but oftentimes people think because they don't have a platform, because they don't have something big, they have nothing to start with, but God has given us everything yeah. we need to do something. So good. Sunday, this just this past Sunday, um, uh, after church was over, there was just a bunch of people wanting to talk to me. And so just spending, you know, some time talking to people, they were, it was my birthday. So they were, you know, giving me birthday blessings and things like that. And there was this one family waiting, 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 waiting. And, um, so finally after everybody was gone, I went to them and they were like, I just, we would just need you to pray, pray with us. We're just in a bad situation right now. We just need some real God answers. Um, and sometimes I just pray for people. Sometimes I ask them what it is, you know, and, um, but I was kind of in my mind in a hurry because we had a lunch, a birthday lunch planned and mm -hmm. reservations. So I was going to go just pray for these people and, and move on, you know, and it was a, a wife, a husband and a teenage daughter. And they had two other smaller children in, in the children's ministry waiting for them to be picked up. And so as I'm praying over them, just tears and sobs began to come from them and um the husband even you know just big old tears rolling down his face and i knew that what was going on in their life was a big deal like it, it was a, a a big big need to cause that much pain and and trauma and so um you know i'm like i i know that there's something going on and my daughter was uh, sitting there waiting for me. And so she's writing out on a card the way for them to contact the church office the next day because we have a benevolence here and stuff like that. And I'm like, Katie, find somebody who can actually talk to them now because they need help now. In my heart, I knew that they needed help now, not tomorrow. Right. And so um, there weren't very many people left in the church, but one of our members came in and actually sat down with them and spent time with them and found out the situation. And then um, she found out that they were homeless. They were living in their car. Uh, they had $15 in their checking account just to kind of keep it open. They had literally put all their belongings in a storage unit because the storage unit was only $100 a month where, and they couldn't afford for their apartment. So they were actually storing, paying for the $100 a month storage, living in their car. That was their solution to where they were at at the moment. And so what do you do? You take care of their immediate needs right then yeah put them in a hotel you know get them some help get them some groceries so we're all kind of cleaning out our billfolds I had 20 my daughter had 20 uh Troy Williams who was with us he had 20 so we're kind of gathering that to give to them and then um this member um Shamika Collins took them to the hotel paid for the hotel for them to stay in uh, just to get them through that day, that moment. Then they came to the church the next day. So finding housing, finding jobs, finding, you know, the bigger th issues, Yeah. you know, which is the things that we want to find solutions to the yeah. housing, yeah. the job situation, the schooling, you know, those 
felt those things that every human being deserves to have, you know, that, that has to come. We have to work on those things too. But at the moment they needed a place to sleep, a place to have a shower and, you know, some food in their belly. And so we were able to take care of those immediate needs, but see, that just makes my heart pound because there are a lot of families like that, that we don't know about. This one happened to come into our life, into our church, walked into our church doors, but there's a lot of families, people like that. And so we have to we have to have big vision, big hearts, yeah, but as we're faithful over the few things, God will. So meeting those needs at that moment on Sunday was good, but it just burned the desire in me yeah. greater to find what are the housing solutions? What are yeah. those situations? How do we find jobs? You know, what's the problem? Why doesn't he have a job? Where, what was the story and yeah. where can we go to? And, and so the problems are huge and big, but like you said, you take care of and you give them a grocery, you give them a cup of water, give yeah. a cup of water to the least of these. You've yeah. done it as unto him. And so we start with what we can, but we don't stop there. Yeah. I love this. You know, I, I think about you and I'm like, I just know the Lord looks at you and is like, well done, my good and faithful mm. servant. It's not about being well done, my good and faithful preacher, speaker, influencer, it's servant. Mm. And that's what reformation is. You can't find godly solutions without serving. And you're so good at that. And so I just want to thank you so much for joining me on your podcast, Yay. Reformers Co. You did amazing. Thank you. <laughs> Let's pray. You asked me to pray yes, and I didn't please pray. pray. Let's pray please. over everyone who's listening, who just takes the time to listen to this. I just give a shout out to all of you who have taken the time to listen to us talk about these things, because I know if you've listened to the very end like this, you have a heart burning to help people, broken people. Um, The Bible says that God's love compels us. God loves moves us. You know, we're moved with, to do something with compassion. We're moved. Jesus was moved with compassion, you know, and then he had this download strategy of Holy Spirit on how to send people and pray for laborers to go into the harvest field, you know? And so I know that if you're here listening, I just want to pray over you. I want to speak God's plan, God's wisdom, God's strategy into your heart. Father, I pray for every man and woman, boy and girl who's listening to Reformers Collective today, right now. Lord, I just pray the strategy of God, the wisdom of God come into our very mind and into our being, into our dreams. I speak life over them and the ability to walk in life and to share life with others. Father, show them the stream, show them the place that you have for them to go, whether it is in media, whether it is into helping families find food and shelter and transportation, whether it is to change and transform the criminal justice system, you know, whether it is to build uh, families out of this broken mess that we've created, all the sing- single uh, parents, all the fatherlessness. Father, we can point our fingers at the problems, but God, let us have some solutions and some answers to the problems. And I just want to partner with you, God. I want to partner with your wisdom. I want to partner with your will, the will of the Father. Once I do that, then I know that everything else will fall into place, that you will give us solutions. You will give us answers. You will give us people that you entrust to us. And, and so we do, Father, I do pray right now over Mayor Rachel Proctor in DeSoto yeah. and the situations that she's facing in DeSoto. I pray for godly solutions and the will of God. I pray for Mayor Barry Gordon, Father in Duncanville, as he shared his heart for us, just wisdom of God in him and in our leaders of our cities and in our leaders of our community. Father, wisdom and strategy to take it to the new level. We 
bind the enemy and the evilness of of the devil, of Satan, who still kills and destroys. And we release the presence and the power and the love of God who's come to give life and abundant life to every individual. And I just thank you that you're choosing us. You've called us to reconcile the world back to you. And we take that as a great responsibility. And we say yes to that in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for everybody tuning in. I have no problem saying this. If you want to stay connected, please follow us on Instagram, Reformers Co. And subscribe and leave a written review on this podcast because a written review really helps us get this message out there more. And I don't know that Pastor Becky would tell you that, but I'm going to say it. Go leave a written review. We want to hear from you. Share your testimony, what you love about this. We love you. We believe in you. Thank you, Becky. And join Becky next week on Reformers Co. Yay.